is Free Talk Live on the Independence Day episode of the program. The phones are open if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian and TJ the Spy. TJ coming in for a special episode. Thanks for making the trip. You didn't come here just for this. You well, actually- okay, you know, yes, Ian. You know, I came all the way from Denver, Colorado, to see you, and you know that is um, no. I'm you went to Fork Fest. I did go to Fork Fest for and the it first was amazing. time in years, right? Uh, yeah, back in 2018. So it's been a while. I've been, you know, I've been. I know I've been doing the show here on and off and on mm-hmm. for about seven years now, and um, you know I like coming back it's to been the that show. Long? Yeah, it's been that long. Twenty. Remember, James and I, we fell in love in the studio in 2016. So it's been seven. I thought you fell in love in Chris Cantwell's house. Well, actually, yes, Chris Cantwell's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> poor Chris. Yeah, hard friend <laughs> so to have, sad. as you said. It's yeah. like I said that was a railroad. Well, we'll get into that more later, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, you uh, well, know, but uh, yeah, you're here, and you went to Fork Fest over the weekend. How was it? It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I saw some wonderful fireworks. Met up with some old friends. We talked about what's going on with the 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 Crypto Six now, the Crypto Duo fighting mm-hmm. for your right to sell and buy Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you without that ankle monitor, my friend. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's frustrating to you know be celebrating independence day if you will and have an ankle monitor on and have a tremendous amount of bail restrictions in a case that has absolutely no victim uh the video footage by the way from the surveillance cameras was released Uh, the fbi did let us have that footage back so that is available if you haven't seen it yet it's over at freetalklive.com yes and you can also go to youtube if you type in tj the spy you can see my channel i have a a video of the first fbi raid for child porn I put that up to the cops theme and uh, annotated it a little bit. You mean of, the raid where no one ever got arrested? For yeah, anything, no one so. ever got arrested. Yeah. I've always got to add that part. I, yeah. I, it's, it's important. It's important that not only that, nobody got arrested. We were all innocent, and they, they messed up the search warrant. Thank goodness for that, because that allowed us, me, I, I had to file a lawsuit back in 2019, but I filed a federal lawsuit against Scott Bailey, the investigating agent, and after about a year of negotiation with the U.S. Mm-hmm. Attorney's Office, uh, they gave me and James our computers, our phones, and our laptops back without being searched <laughs> at all. Wow. So I'm hoping the same is true for you, my friend. You know, I know that you have your lawsuit with the Shire Free Church going. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see how that all pans out that is in, in play as uh, as we speak. So there's, uh, of course, a lot of stuff that we can talk about here tonight. And uh, one of those things is another survey. This one is about young people and all Americans as well, Uh, a a surprising number of young Americans do not know from where America declared its independence in 1776. According to uh, Chris Malore, writing over at studyfinds.org, they talked to about 1,000 Americans in a a poll that was commissioned by lawsuit.org. They found that over a third of Americans cannot spell the word independence correctly. Uh, Moreover, researchers add that Internet searches for how to spell independence skyrocket by 85% during the July 4th holiday weekend. A most common way to misspell the word is by using an A, independence, D-A-N-C-E. 
Uh, spelling isn't the only thing, though, giving people trouble on this Independence Day. The survey also discovered that many respondents deserve an F in American history, as most elementary school students could tell you, supposedly. Uh, July 4th commemorates the adoption of the Declaration of Independence in 1776, signaling the nation's freedom from... Great Britain. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) However, the poll found that two out of three young adults, we're talking Generation Z specifically here, uh, so people basically born after 1996 or 1997, somewhere in that range, do not know from whom America declared its independence. You know, that's sad, but even sadder is, I think, Four out of five Americans, they uh, over the age of 26, they said, how many millions are in a trillion? And, of course, the answer is, is for me, it's easy. It's a million millions. You know, 1,000 times a million is a billion. And well, a you're th- a math guy. I mean, you take that stuff off the top of your head. I'd have to think about the number of zeros, and I'd probably be able to figure it well, out. But I just said, you know, like, how is it that we can have kids go to school for 13 years and not be able to do basic addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division? I go in and see it all the time. Is it that bad now? I I, I mean, it's that bad that young people can't even do basic math, very, very Mm -hmm. basic math. And I said, this is going to backfire in our faces long term because that means 80% of the voters out there, they don't know what a billion dollars is or a trillion dollars, what that means for them. It doesn't mean anything to them. And, you know, I just said this this kind of mathematical ignorance because another one is like, where does inflation come from? Oh, God, no one knows anything about that. I mean, the mainstream media yeah. has no clue. The and government it, gang pretends like they don't know. Oh, they, no, they, they blame not. everything. And I just said, well, yeah. if you understand economics and there's a wonderful book by Peter Schiff called How an Economy Grows and Why It Crashes. But once you understand economics and mathematics and the, the, some underpinnings of Austrianism, all of a sudden you get this light bulb moment. You're like, ah, oh, I see inflation's going to come and they're lying about it. And it's going to be really bad. The inflation that we're just seeing now is the warm up of what's coming. Yeah, I've heard somebody and I don't know who, who deserves credit for this one pointing out that what's happening now is what came from the money printing when Trump was still in office. Because yes. remember the in 2020. When he was still, you know, we hadn't had the election yet. The whole COVID thing had started up into into high gear, and they they came out with a two trillion dollar money printing package yes. to uh, bail out a bunch of corporations. And yep. some suggest that and, that is now hitting well, the prices. It, is a, it has to because the thing is, we didn't raise taxes to pay for that two trillion dollars, mm-hmm. and we didn't cut spending to pay for that two nope. trillion dollars. We just the Federal Reserve printed the money into existence, and the government right. spent it. So. You know, we have, you know, people understand there is no such thing as a free lunch. There's no free money out there. Government has to be paid for every penny. I don't know if they do understand that. I think some people don't. They kind of view the government as like this sugar daddy that constantly Santa Claus comes and drops presents in. Yeah, I've seen um, free health care, free education, free housing, free food, free, 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 free. Those people exist. They really do. I don't know what percentage of the population that they are, but they are out there. And when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to inflation, the government gang. Oh yeah, you it's, have to it's wonder a tax. how many of them. But, but yeah, it is. It's, it's a hidden tax. But you have to wonder how many of them really don't know what it is, and how many of them absolutely know exactly what it is. It's hard to really tell from what they say because they love to play dumb about it. They love to act like it's all these other things that it has nothing whatsoever to do with. Inflation is an increase in the money supply. Oh yes. And only a central bank 
can accomplish increasing the money supply. Yeah. And that's what I love about Bitcoin. There's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin ever minted. Mm -hmm. And so it's deflationary because as people lose their private keys and coins become unspendable, the remaining Bitcoin increases in value. I think Satoshi Nakamoto uh, said that years ago when he he or she was still around. They pointed out that lost coins is basically a gift to everybody else. Yes. Like every time somebody loses their their keys to their wallet, those coins, bitcoins are gone forever. There's yeah, they're no still on. I mean, I, I want to just and in people who like to nitpick, yes, there's technically still on the blockchain. It's just that they're without the, out. the without the private key, you right. can't spend them. Yeah, that's why so. people will uh, paw through a dump looking yes. for an old laptop hard drive <laughs> or whatever. In thousand bitcoins, the on desperate it. search for some sort of bitcoin they threw away, you know, years ago. I because um, it's worth it to them to try to find that. Yeah, things you read in the news, like you uh, you had a hundred bitcoin, over a hundred bitcoins stolen from you by the federal government goons, and they Technically usually was, a piece of paper. Uh, was the church, uh, the Shire Free, the Shire Free Church. But yeah. you know, in I say your room because you know that's where you you live. But mm-hmm. I, I understand it's the church's room, and um, I was just thinking, boy, you've you've been robbed of more money than I've ever earned in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's outrageous. And of course, that uh, that particular coin you're talking about is a physical Bitcoin that we received from Roger Veer long before the uh, the whole Bitcoin vending machine thing was going on. So it doesn't even have any connection uh, whatsoever to the alleged crimes of the, the Crypto 6. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join the show and share whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join the program. The number is 603-283-6160. And you can take control of the airwaves here on this live Independence Day edition. With you tonight, it's Ian. And TJ the Spy. Again, the number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about a shocking level of ignorance on the part of young, specifically young Americans, uh, in a survey that was conducted by lawsuit.org they surveyed over a thousand americans asking various questions related to uh, independence day and they found out about two out of three young americans specifically generation z they don't even know from whom america declared its independence i mean this is when it comes to one to these shocking polls I kind of understand, like, when whenever they come out with statistics showing that, oh, well, most Americans don't know who their senator is. I can give people a pass on that. Yes. Like, why would anyone well, I care? Need, you know, it changes all the time. Yeah, it changes all the time. They're all a bunch of thugs. They're all a bunch of liars. It doesn't matter who the senator is or whatever. So I get that. People are busy. You know, they're dealing with their own lives. They don't want to think about politics. So totally can give people a pass. But really... Y'all don't even know that it was Great Britain from whom America, you know, founding fathers declared independence. I mean, that's one of the most basic trivia questions. questions. That I you don't, could... you know, I, you know, more concerning to me would be if four out of five Americans didn't know that you have the right to remain silent. Like a lot of people, believe it or not, that's in court. People think if you don't get up on the witness stand and say, I didn't do it, you must be guilty. And the judge, no matter how many mm. limiting instructions he gives, that you know you remaining silent and not testifying 
cannot be used as evidence against you. The, and so that's why I hope at your trial you plan to take the witness stand and get up there because I think that, you know, the jury wants to hear in their own words, the yeah. defendant, just it's something subconscious. And um, I would just settle for educating more Americans that you have a right to remain silent. You have a right to bear arms. You don't need the government's permission. That's what a lot of people think. We need the, you know, like you have you have a right to carry a gun, but only if the government gives you permission. No, you have a right to carry a firearm guaranteed to you. By the <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the Second Amendment. And and somehow the government comes in and says, we'll sell your right to carry a firearm back to you if you pay the right fee. You know, speaking of the right to remain silent, I'm sure you heard that in the recent set of Supreme Court decisions, they decided that you don't have to be read Miranda rights anymore, that the police have no obligation to read. Because for those that don't know, you always see it in the movies, but the police, when they arrest people prior to the Supreme Court decision that just came out, I don't know, two weeks ago or something like that, prior to that, the previous Supreme Court decision in the Miranda case was that police have an obligation to read you your rights when they want to question you. Yes. So just because you're being arrested doesn't mean they read you your rights. That's just a thing that, that happens in, in the Correct. movies. Uh, but it was usually, okay, we want to question this person. You have the right to remain silent, blah, blah, blah. Anything you say can you know be yes. used against you, etc. They have overturned that now. Did you hear about that? I didn't. You know, I, didn't. I knew yeah. that uh, you know that was a conservative opinion, that Miranda was wrongly decided. And I said, well... It's it's always been the case. Miranda attaches as soon as you're in a custodial situation. So you don't have to be under arrest. But the moment a reasonable person would be thinking, I'm not free to leave. That's when you're in a custodial situation. If the police want to use your statements against you in court, they have to read you the Miranda warning as a prophylactic measure. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's it's not anymore. Okay. Unless there's a state law. So basically they said this doesn't this doesn't need to be a federal thing. The court shouldn't be involved. Uh the the Supreme Court should yes. not be involved in this. If it's something that the states want to require their police to do, that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh and of course most states don't have that requirement, I don't think, yeah. at this point. Now yeah. we may see some of them passing it as a result of this Supreme Court decision, but as of right now, you there's no liability so for those. You cops. still have these rights. You just have to see this is the thing. You have to the know police know they they take advantage of your ignorance. Correct. So if they say, would you mind stepping out of the car? Yes, I do mind stepping out of the car. Are you ordering me to step out of the car? Because there's a difference between you ordering me to step out of the car and asking me to step out of the car. So they Big difference. They uh, do you have any drugs in the car? Officer, I can't answer any questions designed to elicit information of probative value in an ongoing criminal investigation. Speak to my attorney. And that usually gets some, you know, because. Your Fifth Amendment right to remain silent isn't as strong as your Sixth Amendment right to counsel. If you say, I wish to remain silent, the police can still try and question you. Mm -hmm. But the moment you ask for an attorney, the police must cease and desist all questioning and wait for counsel to arrive. So you remember that night we got raided by the FBI the first time. Mm -hmm. We all asked for attorneys, and the guy said, you know what they like to do to kitty diddlers in prison, don't you? And I said, well... Is that a question? Because we haven't had counsel. Counsel's not present. What he was doing was violating Miranda mm. repeatedly over and over, and it was irritating. Well, we me. weren't under arrest. We were in a custodial situation. At mm. least I was because I was naked and I couldn't <laughs> leave the house. Right. Right. So a reasonable person they did detain us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He said you're free to leave. But I argued, said you can't just say you're free to leave. And I'm actually free to leave. Mm-hmm. A judge would say. 
by any objective standard, you were naked. I couldn't say those are my clothes. They weren't going to let you go into the into room. the room. And they're like, is this your room? And I said on, you know, you can see me on video saying I have nothing to say. I wish to speak to my attorney. Um, and they kept trying to break the law in my presence. And, you mm-hmm. know, and I was getting irritated with them. Like, it's like you should be quiet, agent, because you refuse to identify yourself. And you're breaking Miranda because we've asked for attorneys and they're not present. You can't question us. And making veiled threats is a big no-no. You cannot mm. threaten a suspect once they've asked for an attorney. So, I mean, that's the thing cops love to do. You're going to go to jail for money laundering. You're going to go they a hundred years. You know, they make up crimes that mm. don't exist. They can make up evidence. They can lie to you. But if you lie to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so criminal it's, charge. It's, that's what they got Martha Stewart for, right? Oh, yeah. 18 yeah. USC, Section 1001, false statement to a FBI agent. That's why, yeah. like the FBI... That is reason enough right there not never ever to talk to a federal agent because if they write – Isn't it some, true that they can hit you with uh, lying to any federal agent? Or yes, it's, it's any federal, but it's right. mostly the FBI. If yeah. the FBI were to come and say, do you know Ian Freeman? And I say, uh, no, and they prove boom, that I – boom, there you go. So it doesn't even have to be – Is it a felony? Yes. Wow. Yep. It is a felony. It's insane. I know. And it used to be they had the exculpatory no doctrine a long time ago where – if you said, did you commit rob the bank? No. Well, you know, obviously a person who did rob the bank, they're going to just uh, – that, but they got rid of the exculpatory no doctrine a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So now anything you say can and will be used against you, not for you. You cannot help yourself at all by talking, by talking to the police. To them. Yep. You know, That's so, true. Yeah, 100% truth. If you want to weigh in here, you're welcome to join us at 603-283-6160. There's really not much more to this particular story. I guess one more detail on this shocking survey about Generation Z not even knowing where America declared independence from. Uh, But also overall, so not just young Americans, but the whole 1,030 respondents, 58% of them were able to answer that question correctly. So still the majority of Americans do know from where America declared independence, but it's only 58% of them. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Other answers included the Native Americans, South America, Europe, French Canada. There's more coming up. It's free talk. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. is free talk live and you can join us if you want the number is 603-283-6160 we're here live on independence day and you can share your thoughts with us of course there's not much independence to celebrate the federal government gang has usurped so much of it the constitution that supposedly protects people's rights is clearly in violation and has been uh, violated yep. for many many years isn't it ironic that we celebrate with fireworks that have to be licensed to set them off 
You have to have a license to transport them, a license to make them. And well, that may be true. There are some federal stuff for that, right? Oh, all uh, um, any fireworks that try uh, interstate commerce. Yes, that's a federal explosive license. But you if you're have. buying fireworks from the local store here in New Hampshire, they are yes. off here. Then I don't think the feds have anything to say about that. No, no, no. As long as it's licensed, you know the person. So like you mean the dealer? As long as the dealer is licensed. dealer's licensed, yes. The yeah. person who sells the fireworks to the public, it has to be licensed. It's hmm. a it's a very simple process with the I mean, making the manufacturer, the transport, and anything dealing with fireworks. You have to deal with the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I think that's what they put Roger Veer in prison yes. for years ago yes, yes, for yes. selling fireworks without a license on eBay. Yeah, he uh, sold one of those groundhog flashbanger things that's designed to kill groundhogs uh, mm. nests and he sold it over ebay and that involves interstate commerce mm-hmm. so under the wickard v filburn precedent <laughs> well there's a lot of stupid laws out there and you know it's like you can go to serious prison time for very very trivial stuff i'm not sure how much time he ended up doing in that in that case not much but he ended up renouncing his citizenship over yeah it. He oh yeah said, he left Oh, yeah. It's like, screw this. Uh, 246 years, by the way, this is according to the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire Twitter account. I just thought saw this today, and I thought it was worth sharing. They say, 246 years ago, our forefathers were considered enemies of the state. Today, the people who express those same ideas of liberty and independence are considered enemies of the state. The state has always been the enemy of liberty and civilization. And... I totally agree, of course. Uh, kudos to the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire for being such a, a principled voice out there in the, uh, the sort of the social media world. Uh, it's, they're, they're sharing some important ideas. And for those people out there who actually value the ideas of liberty, then you ought to be looking at New Hampshire as a place to which you can migrate uh, because the state is not getting smaller the government, federal government gang is just getting bigger and more oppressive over time. It's not going to turn around. No amount of uh, elections or, you know, voting no. in the quote unquote right people. It's not going to change it ever. Yeah. We have a Great Depression coming and it's there's nothing to stop it at this point. You think it's going to be a depression as opposed to a recession? Oh, definitely. That's what Peter, I, Peter Schiff said. And I, I concur just based on the numbers, the sheer amount of debt we're dealing with. Hmm. Um, you know, there's some conspiracy theories going around that China, these lockdowns are actually done as economic warfare, because if we can't import stuff, we're, our economy shuts down. So, you know, I would, if I were China, I would just take those ships, turn them around at the port of Los Angeles and bring mm-hmm. all the Chinese made goods back. And the people in China can consume their own stuff instead of having to send it to America and accept worthless or, uh, paper dollars that are, you know, we're losing value every day. You know, ten percent a year, eight mm-hmm. percent a year now. So, if you take on, if you believe their numbers, it's probably higher than. Oh, that. definitely. I believe the. I like to use the CPI prior to nineteen eighty, and um, so like if you go by that, it's like fifteen twenty percent. And I say that's oh, more really reasonable because the things I buy, like gasoline and food and mm-hmm. rent, they're all up by. Did 10. they raise your rent in uh, Colorado? Uh, they did by about twelve percent. Okay, that's on the low side for some places. Some places are seeing thirty, forty percent increases. Yes, in rent. So, yeah, we actually moved wow. to a smaller apartment just to kind of keep the cost down. downgrade. And uh, but I mean, the thing is, Denver used to be very beautiful. You could go down to the 16th Street Mall in the summer 
and they'd have bands and there'd be beautiful fountains flowing. Mm-hmm. And now Not it's anymore. like San Francisco. You got to step over human poop, and really, heroin needles, and just everything. Oh, you got God. people strung out and acting crazy and That's getting terrible. in fights, and it's dirty. And I mean, it's awful because it used uh. to be contained to like 20th Street near the mission. And then it's just spread. They had like a skid row. Producing. Yeah, they had a skid row, like mm-hmm. where the you know people would be setting up tents on the sidewalk, right. and they would keep it contained. But now that's spreading out. That's all over the 16th Street Mall, wow. and you can't go down there anymore and feel safe. So, like James and I, we I did Uber and Lyft for a long time, mm-hmm. and I said I'm not doing this anymore. It's dangerous because if a rider goes downtown, you could have someone attack you with a your car with a crowbar, and just because they're crazy. Just because they're crazy. Not because they're trying to carjack you. Not because they're trying to carjack. No, I mean, like, I've had to, like, in the 16th Street, I were down on the downtown, I've had crazy people stand in the middle of the street, like, block my car, and Mm -hmm. I'm in Uber Lyft, and I don't want to honk at them because I'm afraid they'll attack my car, but they're just standing there talking to some invisible person, and I'm just like, this has to stop. This is not It's getting worse, though. It's getting worse because... Do you think it's going to get worse as the financial uh, collapse happens? Yes, keeps getting worse. Like I people think, will go insane because they just they're losing their livelihoods. That kind of thing. I think so. Our you know desperation causes people to do desperate things. I mean, we see people and, jumping from buildings in Shanghai during the nearly what was it three month long lockdown. There was a bunch of suicides. Oh yeah, it's so uh, people lose their minds and, in these circumstances. I I just said. I'm tired, like, I'm thinking seriously thinking about leaving Denver, because it was nice when it moved mm-hmm. out there, but it's like, you know, moving to Texas or moving back to the Shire, if I can convince James. Uh, you just have to stay out of my house, and you'll you'll probably be you fine. You know, Ian, that was, uh, <laughs> I'm grateful to you, because you gave me something that I treasure very much, which is James's, you know, friendship, and we've been together seven years, but um, when I first met him, he was like, wow, I'm losing my business, and all this, and it was, he had a lot of stuff going on, I said, I'll put you in Ian's house, It'll be nice and safe. You'll have friends and there'll be Jazzy, your dog. And we mm-hmm. can, you know, and and uh, you had to go get raided for some <laughs> <laughs> something you didn't even do, yeah. like always. And so I guess um, I said, poor Bonnie, she's one heck of a girl to stay with you through she the F- FBI, uh, FBI raid number two. Yeah, that's usually enough to send anybody running, but yeah, she stuck it out, so yeah. pretty pretty amazing. Um, if you want to join the show, you can hear the number 603-283-6160. We were talking a little bit about inflation earlier tonight, and I've actually had a story uh, in show prep for some weeks now that I think is appropriate here, uh, because Goldback had, once again, made a, a huge showing at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Did you get a chance to see... Uh, anybody using goldbacks while you were out there? Uh, at, I, at Fork Fest, no. I heard about somebody who was doing a goldback vending machine. I heard about that too, yeah. And um, for those of you who don't know what goldbacks are, basically the idea is it's a polymer note that contains precious metal. So right. it usually contains like a $1 gold back will contain one one-thousandth of an ounce of gold. I wouldn't call it a $1 gold back. Uh, people make that mistake with the, with the gold back because that's what they're used to saying. Saying. It says uh, one gold back. It says or, one, and what it means is it's one one-thousandth of an ounce of gold. That yes. is it. Now, right now, those are retailing for about $4 a piece. So yes. $1 isn't even close uh, to what its value yes. is. It, well, the $2 alone would be the gold if it's one one-thousandth an ounce that's of gold. That's correct. You know, it's about yeah. 2 bucks in gold and two dollars manufacturing of polymer but it's nice because it's you you can actually have real precious metal in your currency instead of having to pass around krugerrands or silver rounds or 
1964 pre-quarters and halves and dollars. Yeah, so when I went up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival the one day I did go there, uh, I was really impressed with the goldback operation that was uh, was there. They had been uh, present previously in the last year. They were there. They had a table or whatever. But this year they were the major, one of two major sponsors of the event. So it was Porcupine Real Estate and it was Goldback. And that meant they, I don't know, they must have spent $10,000 or something with the with the Free State Project to secure that major sponsorship. But it was right there, big tent, right when you walked in uh, to the park. And what was really cool was they were giving away free Goldback coupons to everyone that came into the park. So whenever you'd go and you'd check in at the park office, the ladies up front at the at the register would hand you a free Goldback coupon that showed the location of the Goldback tent. And then so people were just showing up all week long, uh, getting free goldbacks just for being in the park, which is pretty awesome uh, form of outreach to let people know about the spendable form of gold, this amazing product. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, the Independence Day episode. We're here, and of course, we'll take your phone calls with whatever happens to be on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian and TJ the Spy. And again, that's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live, by the way, brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You can go to Bitcoin.com and learn the basics about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. They make it super easy uh, over there. You just click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can watch some introductory videos there. Might be a good time with Bitcoin below $20,000 per unit. Uh, of course, now you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. That's one of the big questions that a lot of people have about cryptocurrency. If you're interested in getting in to uh, Bitcoin BTC, oh, actually, it's over twenty thousand dollars. But oh, it was finally, okay, today. yeah, it goes up and down around yeah. twenty thousand, but it's still down from its all-time high of about sixty-nine thousand, sixty-eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah. so uh, might be a good time to uh, to get in. Of course, you know, I don't, we can't make any recommendations about when to do those sorts of things. I like the idea of the dollar cost averaging, where somebody just makes a habit of buying that's, on a regular basis. That's what James does with his Coinbase and yeah. Bittrex accounts, he and you just, just don't worry about the price. Price, exactly. You just accumulate slowly over time. That way, you're not going all in all at once, and then of course you freak out, right? Like if you buy a bunch of it all at once and then the price goes down it feels really bad when that happens but if you're just buying you know 20 bucks a week or whatever it is that you can afford to lose then that's a much more sensible approach in my opinion yeah so you can go you know, to I, I think the one thing i mean we've been doing bitcoin i remember i heard about bitcoin back in 2011 when i was at the university and uh i immediately i said oh my goodness they finally solved the double spending problem hmm. with the blockchain and um of course back then you couldn't you know, get it like there was no Coinbase. This was before right. Bittrex or localbitcoins.com. And so getting a hold of Bitcoin, I'm just like, I didn't even know. I, I kicking myself even to this day. I'm like, I, I wanted to buy some, but I just didn't have Couldn't that. figure it out. Well, it, you know, it wasn't as easy as it was today. No. Today, you just go into Coinbase, sign up, and you can buy one of dozens of cryptocurrencies. Or you go to Bittrex. I'm pretty sure Bitcoin.com will sell them to you there, And Bitcoin.com will sell them to you as well. But yeah, you're right. They're all over the place now. Back in the day, you would have had to probably connected with the existing community of miners and bought somebody a pizza or something like that. Yes. We celebrated 10,000 Bitcoin pizza day, and the guy who... uh, 
he gave an interview and said he had no regrets about it because Bitcoin prior to that point had no value. That's it was right. Yeah, he like, gave it value. Well, you know, people would. It's like what it was like. You know, going. To, I mean, I would have paid for them, but I understand at the time you go into a pizza shop and say, "Hey, there's this digital currency nobody's heard of. Nobody takes it. it you can, but I'll give you ten thousand bitcoins for like fifty dollars in pizza." Yeah, the pizza shop didn't get bitcoins. It was an intermediary who bought it with their debit card or whatever, as I understand the story. Oh, yes. So that's how that's how that happened. And it was like $10,000 for two pizzas from Papa John's, I think. Was oh, well, no, 10,000 bitcoins. Sorry, did I say dollars? Yes. 10,000 bitcoins. bitcoins. Yeah, it's a huge so, difference. So like $100 million in Bitcoin yeah. today. And, Correct. And I'm, I'm off thinking, you know, like Ross Ulbrich, he had 100,000 bitcoins, but he got stolen when he got uh, shut down for running mm-hmm. the Silk Road. And so he'd be a multi-billionaire now. Yeah, instead, he's in prison for oh, rest- two life sentences plus 40 years, all for running a website. Yep. Uh, so we do love in you know independent money. We love the idea of alternative currencies here on Free Talk Live. We talked about alternatives like the Liberty Dollar long before Bitcoin ever was invented uh, here on Free Talk Live. So we've just sort of naturally been... Uh, accepting towards these alternatives and promoting them over the years and so when i came across the gold back in 2019 it was at an event called freedom fest and mark and i were there and it was actually my first and so far only time that i've gone to freedom fest it was an interesting event it's coming up again in i think less than two weeks uh, but it's uh, it's a Vegas sort of convention kind of event where, you know, it's a little more suit and tie types tend to uh, attend those sorts of it's not a camping festival. Uh, but uh, the guy who created the gold back was going around showing off his new at that time, brand new creation. And he had the one in the five at the t- at that time. Now, there's currently there's five denominations of the gold back. There's one one thousandth of an ounce, five one thousandths, ten one thousandths, twenty five one thousandths and fifty one thousandths of an ounce so those are the different denominations that exist at the time he only had the one in the five that had, that's all that had gone into production uh but he was walking around showing those to people at this event and when i saw it of course it was an instant attraction uh for me and i thought oh wow my friends in new hampshire have to see this and so i said to the guy yeah definitely am, in, am interested in the entire series they at that time only had utah because that's where it started uh, was in Utah, and when they came out, I man- managed to get as many of them as uh, as possible on on behalf of the Shire Free Church, and we started to uh, distribute them here in New Hampshire, and it became such a, a popular thing that they created the New Hampshire Gold back as a result of that, and it's uh, it showed up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival in 2020 for the very first time. I brought them there and was able to live for two weeks without spending anything besides gold backs and it was yeah. pretty amazing i mean i think america we're addicted to the green paper dollar mm-hmm. and it's well part of its force the government forces us to accept the dollar uh, and well they do and they don't i mean that's that's sort of the myth of uh of legal tender it's actually from what i can tell not true well, I don't know. So I've read in case law, like gold clauses are unenforceable where you make a contract payable in gold mm-hmm. instead of dollars. So, yeah. you know, I've I've often wondered if that's still the case, because part of a contract is you should be able to demand payment in pigs or hogs want. or, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, the legal tender laws, as I understand it, if you look at the dollar, it says this is good for all debts, public and private. So... 
they are forcing you to accept the dollar for debts, but not just to buy a thing. When yeah. you go to the store and you buy a thing, you're not getting into debt with that person. It's just an exchange, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's why our friends Derek and Steven from AnyPay were able to run a store here in New Hampshire for a couple of years. Um, they, they closed it down because they wanted to go in a different direction with what they were what they were doing. But they ran the Bitcoin store and or the Bitcoin shop is what they called it. And they were only accepting cryptocurrency. Yes. For I remember he had to, in that, sh- that store. He had to go in and actually he would Stephen would help you out and actually say, OK, here's the Bitcoin mach- vending machine. Yeah, they did. Put, have one put your put that icky green paper toilet paper called dollars in there and it'll give you real money. Bitcoin. Yeah. Which is, you know, I think Bitcoin is is kind of like godly money, and the U.S. dollar is like satanly money. Yes, halal and uh, haram, as our friends in Islam would yes. would put it. Because Bitcoin is voluntary; is nobody's being forced. In fact, if anything, we we bother people all the time. Like, hey, do you accept Bitcoin? And we go out of our way to try and get them to accept Bitcoin. But it's ultimately, I can't put a gun to somebody's head and force them to accept Bitcoin. The only way, nor would you, or nor, should you. nor should you, but you know, it's um, it's one of those interesting distinctions between the U.S. dollar and Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is completely voluntary. Mm-hmm. Everybody who owns Bitcoin, you know, wants to be in Bitcoin. Um, the dollar, you know, I'm trying to get like James and I. We are is we we try to keep out of the dollar as much as we can. Yeah. So like, you know what's going to happen to the dollar? You dollar, know they're going to inflate, doing. inflate, and they're yeah. just going to print the money to. That's no secret. You know, you know what that's going to result in. Yes. It's going to result in the prices going up, as we're seeing, uh, whether it be gas or food or, you, gold you know, rent or you name or, it. Yeah. And so, you know, he and I, we have, you know, we buy a lot of gold and silver and uh, crypto and we're trying to diversify. But, you know, we have very little faith in the U.S. dollar and sure. the government to not print gazillions, trillions and quadrants. We need to introduce the next one up, quadrillion. Mm. So, you know, a, a thousand trillions would be a quadrillion dollars. And so I think wow. you know, when the federal debt, it's right now at 30 trillion. That's when right. It, when it gets, you know, another 10. Add another zero. Another, add another two zeros, we'll be at, a, you know, quadrillions. We'll have, qua, you know, a quadrillion dollar deficit. Wow. <laughs> How long before it gets there, I wonder? You know, it goes quickly because of the nature of mm-hmm. exponential functions. So mm-hmm. if you take and just, you know, every 10% a year, after seven years, you double your money or mm-hmm. you double the amount of cost of something. And after another seven years, you've quadrupled it. And then 8, 16, 32, 64, 128, <laughs> 256, 512, 1024. By the way, I'm a computer engineer, so the powers yeah. of two is required memorization. But the point is exponential functions get really big really fast uh, once they start. Once you hit that point of inflation, yep. it just takes off. And the value of the dollar is going to be sinking at the same time. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, so that's why people are looking into alternatives. And amazingly, mainstream media has uh, has written a piece about the gold back. Now, there's been plenty of hit pieces on cryptocurrency in mainstream media. I mean, it's there's a website that's been tracking all the times that the mainstream media has uh, pronounced Bitcoin dead. You know, it's been hundreds of times in, in the last decade. Uh, and of course, you know, just because the price is down doesn't mean that, that Bitcoin's dead. The development in the world of crypto continues. There are always new, exciting things happening there. There's more coming up, and you can join the show. This is Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. Phones are open if you want to join us. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. We're here live on Independence Day. As we are live every single day with you tonight, it's Ian and TJ the Spy. Uh, we talked a little bit about inflation in the last hour and brought up the gold back as well as, of course, cryptocurrency as some alternatives uh, as to where you might be able to actually protect your wealth from the ravages of government money printing. And we can talk further about that. There's also been apparently a shooting today. Uh, it was during a, a parade, apparently. A parade in Chicago, yes. In, uh, was it Highland Park? Mm-hmm. Is that part? Is that part of Chicago? Yes, it's a suburb. Uh, so we can talk about that if you would like as well. But we're going to go to your phone calls first, where Sarah is on the line. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live, calling from New Mexico. To have you guys back now from camping out. So thanks, Sarah. Go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? A fun. Um. So, you know what, the, you know the uh, speeding cameras, um, somebody already sawed it off and uh, cut the pole down. So All right. Gonna... All right. Yay. Little little freedom. Now, of course, the government's going to be very mad about that. Well, the thing about it is that um, there was a lady that called in the radio show that witnessed it. There was a man sawing off a pole. Um, so I'm we sure need more heroes back. like this. I, I know that, Sarah, you love speeding cameras. You love the police. Uh, you love the police state and the automatic ticketing of uh, of your fellow neighbors. Uh, but people in our camp, boy, it, it just warms my heart uh, to hear of things like that happening. Yeah, well, they, they have to remove the other ones. But um, who has to remove? No, what do you mean they have to remove them? Uh, I, I don't know that. There, I, I think there's two of them like that. So they had, one of them is down, but they had to remove the other one so they could figure out how to put it up so they can't, um, like, um, fall it off. But well, no, if anybody's, but have, if somebody's uh, determined enough, they're going to figure out a way to disable those cameras. If it's, you know, if it's too difficult to saw through whatever the pole is, they'll shoot it with a, you know, a, a paintball, paintball gun, gun or something like that. One of my favorites was years ago, there was a guy in Arizona, and I don't know who it was, but he put on a Santa Claus outfit and got a giant 
uh, like a box, like a you know decorated gift-looking kind of box, empty box. Right. And he climbed up a ladder, like put a ladder up on a on one of these poles where these cameras were. I don't know if it was red light cameras or speeding cameras or whatever it was. But he took this box, this gift box, and set it over the top of the camera. So he didn't actually damage the camera in any way shape or form but he was basically giving a gift to the people of that city by essentially disabling the camera at least until they could send whatever bureaucrats probably the fire department around with a with a ladder truck you to know remove um, it. the the court the the other in addition to those red light cameras and the speeding cameras there's also the license plate scanners that are becoming more yeah. and more commonplace and I'm just huh. thinking of all kinds of clever. I'm thinking of how to get around those because you can't go anywhere now without being scanned. And Don't they have like some sort of thing that you can put on your license plate where to the uh, to the human eye it looks like a normal license plate, but to a camera maybe with like infrared? I've light, heard I've heard of those. I don't blow, know if they work really well. Yeah, it may not work at all. But that's I've heard that it, you know it'll make it so the camera can't identify it. That's. So I've heard it's like some sort of an adhesive spray or yeah I don't know like that that sounds a little fishy to me I mean I'm more but you know I uh, I was thinking you know like maybe a, a car like uh, the problem with these scanners is they're automated so the computers has to identify the license plate mm-hmm. and I was thinking well what if you just covered your car in various old license plates like mm-hmm. a car wrap the license plate scanner wouldn't know what plate to zero in on is and, that legal you probably not legal oh, sure as long as you have plate. a valid plate. You, no, so I mean, <laughs> as long as you have your valid plate affixed yeah. to it, then you can have whatever you like. Uh, Noise a, plates, basically. Well, yeah, like uh, uh, like a car wrap. So that would be. Yeah, that's <laughs> an interesting go, idea. Yeah, go around with a car wrap of you know various letters and license plates to confuse the scanners. Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you want to join the show. Uh, the news that I'd, I've been just kind of holding on to here that I, I, I want to see how is the mainstream media approaching the gold back because Reuters actually wrote a story about it. Uh, this appearing back in April, but I've, I've been holding on to it. And since uh, Goldback made a huge appearance at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, we've been talking about inflation tonight. Finger's a good time for it. So they, uh, they say here that with inflation running at its highest levels in four decades, and again, that's the government's numbers so you can trust that the actual inflation is is probably much higher utah business owner steve allred is concerned about the declining purchasing power of the u.s dollar to help protect against the possibility that it will get worse allred like many investors has bought gold he's also begun to accept some forms of the precious metal as payment in the three hardware stores that he owns with his brother Allred is among a group of Americans that are increasingly turning to gold as an alternative currency as unprecedented government spending and Federal Reserve easing threatens to further erode the value of the greenback. The dollar has lost 86% of its purchasing power since just 1971, according to the U.S. government's own data. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm reading that information in the mainstream media, that, the, that Reuters would actually tell its readers that the U.S. dollar has lost 86% of its purchasing power since 1971. Yeah. That was the year of the we had a lot of inflation because my mom would remember that because uh, thanks to the war in Vietnam and the space race and the peace race and every other race that we've lost since uh, <laughs> we've lost every war since World War One. Well, of course, most notably, uh, that was when Nixon took away the, the, gold know, the gold standard. Yes. Well, yes. With Secretary Connolly. 
But 64 is when we stopped making our coinage out of 90% silver. That's right. And, yep. you know, shortly thereafter, when, you know, my father, who wasn't, he was a fireman, but he said, you know, son, when a civilization stops making their money of precious metals, it's that's, over. That's a sign that something, you know, that's inflation's coming. And so, yeah, in the 70s, we they stopped minting silver coinage um, for its general circulation. And gold, of course, we took went off the gold standard, and we had a lot of inflation. Interestingly, it's it actually points out here that gold prices were only around forty dollars an ounce at that time. Yeah. So in nineteen seventy one, now uh, let's see. Right now, I've, I've got one of those little handy gold price apps. Uh, just over eighteen hundred dollars yep. for one ounce of gold. Now, of course, you can't even buy an ounce for eighteen hundred dollars. You couldn't find one unless you've got like a crackhead that wants to, yeah. you know, to sell an ounce of gold. So no, you generally like if you go to like some of these precious online precious metal dealers, it's like a hundred dollars at least hundred dollars over spot yeah. is what I pay. You'll probably pay at least two thousand bucks for an ounce of gold. So I mean that's a tremendous increase in the price of gold. And a lot of people would say that the gold price is artificially manipulated. That's because, what James said. Yeah, I I don't see it. I mean, really, why not? Just because you know people people can buy gold and sell gold. Yeah, but on the thing, these... what they say, though, TJ, is that there's a lot of gold sales that happen, and there's no actual gold that's being transferred. So the you know big bankers or these you know gold dealers that are just essentially faking their customers out, they're selling, quote-unquote, gold, yeah, I... but you only get a piece of paper saying that you own gold, and then if you actually want the gold that the piece of paper supposedly represents— then they they run around, you know, trying to figure out how to get the gold because they don't actually have it in a vault somewhere. Yeah, I. That's one of the things because I know a, like a thousand ounce Comex bars. That's what the Commodities and Exchange Commission mm-hmm. they deal in those thousand ounce silver bars, and it's like twenty two grand. But you can actually buy a thousand ounce bar. You know, it's seventy pounds. Wow. But yeah, yeah, I, I want one. You know, I said instead of a car, honey, get me a, a thousand ounce <laughs> bar silver <laughs> bar. Well, no, uh, a thousand ounce bar of silver. Oh, okay. And um. Little cheaper, yeah, a little, little cheaper. Uh, Ten ounces of gold, you know, uh, you know that would be a really tiny bar. Uh, my father-in-law, he loves gold because he says it's easy to move around. Silver is bulky, and I agree. I'm more of a silver guy because I. <laughs> well, a gold isn't easy to move around. I mean, it's it's just easier it's than silver. Silver, yeah. Um, by comparison, of course, cryptocurrency is the easiest. Yes, to, crypto uh, is one of the best because you can't lose it if you don't lose your keys, and it can't be stolen from you if you don't give away your private keys. Yeah, and technically, you don't even move it. It just yep. sits on a blockchain and it's on yep. a ledger and it's there. Whether you uh, and anybody have with to a phone or, or a computer anywhere in the world can accept it. But still, a lot of people are looking at using precious metals as currency, and we can continue, and you can share your. thoughts as well here on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. 603-283-6160. There is in the news another alleged shooter. Uh, he's apparently a rapper. And I'm just kind of digging into him a little bit during the break. So I want to try to learn a little bit more before we get into that story uh so if you want to weigh in on that you're certainly welcome to do so but uh, i'm talking about something that's a lot more positive something that can actually help people uh which is alternative currencies alternatives to the u.s dollar alternatives not just to the dollar but to every central bank currency on the face of the planet because you know that 
there's no that I'm aware of. There's no central bank currency that is issued that is dollar or that is uh, gold backed. There's no such there's no yeah. such beast. I heard something that Putin was going to put the 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 ruble back on the gold standard. There's been rumors about that, but yeah, that's just rumors. I mean, if that happens, then that's good mm-hmm. for them. Uh, if that if that happens, that'd be an, an amazing and completely shocking development. But meanwhile, you can't trust governments when it comes to money at all. I mean, they uh, they they debase money. Even back when it was gold, mm-hmm. they would clip the coins, right? So like, there was always a way for the central bank and the king or whoever it is we're talking about to essentially scam people to take advantage of an ignorant population, whether it be clipping the coins or filling them with things that weren't actually silver or gold. So, I mean, they've been playing games like this for a very, very long time until they finally figured out, well, let's just take away the gold entirely and then uh, just print money and print out, you know, paper or cotton or whatever it currently is uh, is printed on. And then they can just print as much as they want. And that leads us to where well, we are today. Thanks to computers, now you don't even have to physically print the cash. At That's least true. in post-World War One Germany, the Weimar Republic had to print the Deutsche. Right. And they had to w- into- walk around with wheelbarrows full of it. Now, you know, they'll just give you a trillion dollar stimulus check. You know, I imagine we'll all be millionaires soon or billionaires. Yeah, and a million dollars won't buy you a kitty litter at the grocery store. Uh, So there's a story here from Reuters actually looking at some of these alternatives like the gold back. And I I was, you know, wondering how is the mainstream media treating this? Because they treat cryptocurrency like trash. The mainstream media hates Bitcoin for the most part. And they're going along with their buddies in the banks and the the governments and doing everything they can to trash uh, Bitcoin and other cryptos. But so far, this story has um, has been shockingly aware of uh, the situation. They talk about how the dollar has lost 86 percent of its purchasing power since 1971 when Richard Nixon ended the fixed convertibility of dollars to gold. Gold prices have jumped from around forty dollars per ounce to nineteen hundred dollars uh, around now. Now, actually, it's actually around 1800 But this uh, story, again, from Reuters, in addition to its use in jewelry, central bank reserves, and some industrial applications, gold has long had some passionate advocates who believe it holds its value better than fiat currencies like the dollar, because governments can issue debt and print money at will. And it's not just a belief that gold holds its value better than central bank monies. It's tested throughout history, you yeah. know. In fact, um, I read an article like from a historian, and he said, you know, in you know, two thousand years ago, during the time of Jesus, uh, an ounce of gold would buy you a, a new set of clothes. Fine suit of clothes. Yeah, yeah, fine suit of clothes. One ounce of gold. Well, if you took an ounce of gold a day, that's eighteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks. That would yep. still get you. A very nice set of clothes. It's a tailored, a, a suit, tailored right? suit, yeah. A bespoke suit, which back then, you know, everything had to be hand sewn and mm-hmm. custom made. So, yeah, I mean, 2,000 years versus, you know, less than 100 years for the U.S. dollar, 1913 during the, was when the Federal Reserve was established. So I saw the graph. It said it's lost, the dollar's lost 96% of its value since the creation of the Federal Reserve. Yeah, in the last 100 or so years. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's a great point with the the suit of clothes. And there's been other people who've looked at like the price of gasoline when it comes to the price of silver, and they've kind of done the same thing yes. uh, over time. And so the, the point there is that these uh, precious metals tend to hold their value over time 
Whereas the dollar, of course, has done nothing except for go down in value. So that's one thing you can absolutely be sure of is the dollar is going to continue to to fall in value. You will never be able to go to the grocery store and fill up a grocery cart for $100 again. It will not be possible. Yep. So uh, going on. U.S. dollars in circulation are $2.25 trillion. Up from 1.8 trillion in early 2020 and just over 800 billion in 2007, according to data from the Federal Reserve. Gold's use as a currency started gaining traction after the financial crisis of 2007 and 2009 and has accelerated during the pandemic since 2020 as the government spent trillions and the Federal Reserve bought unprecedented amounts of bonds in an effort to revive the economy. Uh, and that is another thing that happened in 2020 is the Federal Reserve, I believe they not only bought bonds, but didn't they buy stocks as oh, well? Oh, yes. They've bought, they've bought everything under the sun. They've just propped up asset prices. And um, it's like almost what hasn't the Federal Reserve bought? Uh, yeah, just yeah. doing their buddies in Wall Street a favor, essentially. Yeah, well, we can't have the stock market go down. That would be bad. People would. <laughs> well, well, it, it has to. As I understand, it has been going down, hasn't it? I don't pay close well, attention to Well, yeah, as the it. interest rates rise, a lot of these malinvestment, there's a lot of companies on Wall Street that shouldn't be there. They should have gone bankrupt back in 2008. Uh, and they're going to have Zombie to be- companies, I think, is what they call them? That's what they call them in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think we're going to have... Oh, it's going to happen fast. That's the thing when you look at these things in history. Uh, civilization can be going along for 100 years, and then the and collapse over. usually occurs within a month. Mm-hmm. So when the U.S. goes... I hope it happens before November. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your trial when yeah. I'm coming up here to wear Mr. Bitcoin outfit. And I thought about proposing Mrs. Bitcoin Cash. Mr. Bitcoin is very lonely. It's <laughs> funny. But Mrs. Bitcoin Cash, we can have a wedding and Judge LaPlante could bless it. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we have enough room for two Bitcoin outfits. That thing's a pretty big beast. That's a pretty big beast. And we've had some uh, uh, on freekeen.com. You have a picture of me wearing it in front of the Boston Federal Reserve. Yeah, that's right. That was a cool event. Yes. So while it will not challenge the primacy of the greenback, its use is growing fast. Again, talking about precious metals here. Innovations that allow people to use the metal for even the smallest daily transactions are helping to propel the movement. And now we introduce uh, the, the gold back in this uh, Reuters story. He says they're talking about a man who runs a series of hardware stores in Utah. His name is Allred. He began accepting gold backs at his stores around three months ago. This money is infused with particles of gold and comes in denominations ranging from one, which is one one thousandth of an ounce of gold, to 50, which is one twentieth of an ounce or 51 thousandths. In that time, Allred's customers have bought around $3,000 to $4,000 worth of goods using the currency. So it's actually getting used. Uh, he hopes the use of the notes increases and that it can be used for a wide variety of products and services in his community, especially if the greenback continues to, dep- uh, to depreciate. Now, they used a term inappropriately in that uh, paragraph. It says note. And let's not be uh, confused here. The Federal Reserve note is a note. The gold back is not a note. A note is evidence of debt. That is the definition of the word note when it comes to a financial definition. I gotta pay the note. Yeah. So the dollars in your wallet are evidence of debt issued by the Federal Reserve. That's what those things are. Whereas gold backs are actual value. They're actual gold. They're not backed by gold. They're not. There's not gold in a vault somewhere backing them. It's the actual physical product of gold. And that's real value in your pocket. There's more coming up. It's free talk. 
So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you may join us here if you want. We're talking about real money. Not this garbage that the government prints out, but real alternatives like the gold pack, cryptocurrency, for instance. Uh, but amazingly, the gold pack has gotten some pretty major media attention. We're sharing a Reuters story from several weeks ago that uh, it's, it's been pretty positive towards gold backs so far. And pointing out to their readers that the federal government's dollar has dropped in value 86% just since 1971. And I think you said, TJ, it's been like 90-something percent. Yeah, 96%, 96 percent, you know, the, since, uh, since 1913. 1913, yeah. So, uh, you know, the fact that they're even putting that data in print is pretty surprising. If you want to uh, jump into the conversation, you're welcome to here. The number is 603-283-6160. I mentioned earlier that I discovered the gold back back in 2019 at Freedom Fest. And this year, Freedom Fest is back in Las Vegas. It's um, happening, coming very soon. It's in less than two weeks. Starts on July 13th and goes through the 16th. Our very own Mark Edge will be joining thousands of passionate defenders of liberty at the Mirage in Vegas for Freedom, uh, Freedom Fest. It's the world's largest gathering of free minds. And there's, as usual, a mix of people that are going to attend this event. This is not just a libertarian event. There tends to be conservative types uh, that go to this event. So it's a, a mix of libertarians and conservatives. Even, uh, apparently, Andrew Yang is going to be speaking at this event. So you got everybody from uh, Glenn Beck to Spike Cohen, Justin Amash, Senator Rand Paul, Ben Stein, John Cleese. Uh, from That one strikes me. John yeah, Cleese from Monty Python. From Monty Python fame. He'll be there. He's uh, one of their top speakers. He he kind of came out um, as you know one of the few sane voices during the COVID insanity. So I suspect that's why they're having him at Freedom Fest. But I don't know what his topic's going to be. You'll have to go to see it for yourself. Go to freedomfest.com. You can use our code and save fifty dollars off the regular rate to attend Freedom Fest. Code FTL fifty. That's FTL fifty. The conference theme this year is turning the tide. And Freedom Fest has it all. I mean, they've got topics ranging from alternative currencies, like we're discussing here tonight, to economics, politics, the Constitution, philosophy, science, technology, vaccines. There's even a film festival uh, that they have there and, and so much more. So go to FreedomFest.com, use code FTL50, and uh, I bet you're going to be able to meet the Goldback people there because I know last year's Freedom Fest, they were the number one sponsor 
of that event. So they've had an amazing last couple of years. The word has gotten out. thing about the Goldback is they don't do advertising. They're not a sponsor of Free Talk Live or anything like that. I'm just a big fan of what they do. So people just, it's word of mouth. The reason why these things are selling out wherever it is that they are sold is simply because people want them. Yeah. The word is uh, is getting around. I like it because, you know, like I was thinking, oh, you know, like I'm I'm used to gold coins and silver coins, but, you know, carrying around these coins gets kind of bulky in your mm-hmm. pocket and they jingle and weigh you down. And I thought, wouldn't it be, and it's neat to just, oh, it's a polymer and has all the little hologram and foil and, you know, a serial number and everything. So it looks nice and you can put it in your wallet and walk and, around with real gold money. And spend as small as $4 worth of gold which you could never do prior to the gold back that was that's an impossibility i mean the smallest denomination prior to the gold backs one one thousandth of an ounce was probably a tenth yep. of an ounce and it's about and the size of a dime small. yeah you could, you could lose that fairly easily and then you've just lost you know two hundred dollars worth of yeah that's, gold. that's what always struck me about gold is you know i have a uh i don't have a lot but most of them you know i, I like the Krugerrands because mm-hmm. those are one ounce gold coins from south africa mm-hmm. and um but I do have a it's uh, it's a tenth ounce gold American Eagle or a it's about the size of a dime, mm. and it's just like wow that little tiny thing is two hundred bucks. Well, no, it's probably a lot more than that because there's a there's a premium. Whenever you start getting uh, down smaller and smaller denominations of gold, the premium gets higher and higher. So I I don't have the price of a of a tenth ounce in front of me, but I bet you it's at least fifty dollar premium on top of that. Yeah. So. so they interviewed Jeremy Corden. He's the founder and president at Goldback Incorporated. He said that around a quarter to half of small businesses in Utah will accept the Goldback. The company has sold around $30 million across the country, and Corden thinks the Goldbacks could grow to around a billion dollars in market cap over the next five or six years, though the speed of growth is constrained by how quickly the company can print the money. Now, what's interesting uh, that I learned not too long ago about the Goldback is that they... Uh, the, the creator of the Goldback is well aware of the Liberty Dollar, which used to be America's number one alternative to the government money system. Yep. It was an ounce of silver, and Correct. what got him into trouble was, I believe, he he uttered a coin, and uh, it bore a very strong resemblance to the U.S. silver dollar. Yeah, they went after him for uh, for counterfeiting, even though... Counterfeiting a coin, or making a coin that resembled or was designed right. to confuse... A person that that could have been a legitimate American silver eagle, because instead of saying "in God we trust," it said "trust in God," and it's like one out the Statue of Liberty on the the front, and there were a few different things. To me, it was obvious it was not a government money, but that was what their argument was. And yes, that a I, normal person would be confused by this. And yeah, I, I think they that, did get the conviction in that case. Sadly, um, he luckily did not go to prison. I don't believe. Uh, thankfully, Bernard von Nothaus, the creator of the the liberty dollar but what uh jeremy from the goldback company pointed out is in a few short years they have a larger market cap of goldbacks available in circulation than the liberty dollar did after almost a decade of getting the word out and doing the liberty dollar business so they've already exceeded that by quite a bit and it's only been you know three years that the goldback has been in existence so it's been a tremendous uh, success story. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, there's rumors about a gold bag vending machine coming. 
I don't know if it'll be ready for next year's pork fest, but I was hearing whispers about that, like various engineers that congr- I congregate around the engineers to find out what's going on. I've heard about this vending machine uh, technology as well, and I think it's an awesome idea, and I, I, I think it'll be uh, something that is very exciting. I hope the federal government doesn't come and, uh, and steal it from its creators because you know they're going to be aware of it and they're going to be concerned about it. Uh, I miss the old days, like when the the health inspector showed up and said, you need to have a health inspection permit, and you started going around filming them and saying, boo. <laughs> Jason Cousins, uh, so they don't just talk about goldbacks here. They talk about Glint Pay, which is another product we found at uh, Freedom Fest. Uh, he's the CEO of Glint Pay. They, what they do at Glint Pay is they actually have a MasterCard that is gold-backed. Oh, yes. It's linked to the market price of gold. So when you spend your dollars, it converts into gold. And so you put like five ounces of gold on it and you slowly... It's the reverse. So uh, so you have gold on the card and when you spend uh, at a merchant, obviously the merchant isn't going to take gold. So they get dollars, but they're converted from your gold on deposit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an interesting idea. Now they're, you know, it's, it's... it's a debit card or whatever, so of course there's going to be fees involved, and I don't know offhand what those those fees are. And to me, a product like Glint, while it's a cool idea, and they are, seem to be doing pretty well, uh, it just doesn't have the same appeal to somebody like me where to actually physically have the gold. In this case, you've got to trust somebody, right? Like in the case of uh, the debit card, you got to trust they actually have the gold in a vault, and that you know your name's on it, and the government's not going to come and uh, and take it. Of course, the government can come to your house and take your gold anyway. They they've yep. done that in the past. Well, that's what I I said. Like at least if the if I'm to be robbed, I want to have them at least physically come into my house with guns drawn and say, "Yeah, You're, we're taking Hand your it gold. over. You're taking your gold and silver." But with crypto, it doesn't matter how many guns they have. Uh, you they can't seize your crypto, and as long as you know what you're doing. You know, as long as you know what you're doing, I basically say as long as you keep your don't private keep it on an exchange. Yeah, don't keep it on exchange. Keep your private keys private, and as long as you are in control of your private keys, nobody else can spend your money. So it's a wonderful way to have like unstealable money, especially if the biggest threat of being robbed is from the government. We got more coming up here. Uh, talking about alternatives to the U.S. government money like the gold back and these other gold-based currencies. The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to jump into the conversation, you can also bring up whatever's on your mind. We're here on the Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. We're coming up. open if you want to join in here talking about alternative currencies on the rise these days even the mainstream media is acknowledging it we're sharing a story from reuters that actually talks about the gold bank and another company called glint pay Uh, these are ways for people to spend and hold actual value in the form of precious metals specifically gold silver etc uh it's ian and tj in the studio here tonight you can join us uh, online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com we do have our own social media platform there at social.freetalklive.com that is where uh you can interact with other free talk live listeners and hosts of the show so uh, head on over there to social.freetalklive.com and you can do that there. Uh, nobody, by the way, just uh, joining us. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. You look peppy. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I just crawled out of bed. I have been completely out of my uh, out of my tree this week. Um. <laughs> well, glad to have you here. Uh, as you see, we have uh, TJ. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to see you, to brother. See you. I'm sorry you had to take the plea deal, but I understand the pressure the Fed's putting on when they turn the screws. And yeah, it it was. Uh, I don't know. I well, I'm halfway. I mean, I, I'm halfway regretting it. Um, well, I understand. It's better than that. Better take you know take a. I guess a half-hearted defeat instead of going full-blown and getting you know, really reamed at trial. Yeah, but it's, I was it's looking true. forward. I was looking forward to just having a, and, the, and the defense calls nobody to the stand. Well, that <laughs> yeah. can still happen, um, as I understand it. If I mean, if if the defense wanted to call me, I would. Mm-hmm. I would certainly. Uh, I would certainly. Uh, yeah, they uh, tried to. Talk about that, though, but yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk about that in the air. By the way, Ian, just so you know. Our friendship has gotten me more FBI raids and subpoenas because we were out in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. This was back in April. And all of a sudden, one day, I go out to you know go get James some food, and I notice these two people in suits were looking at his car. Mm, creepy. Yeah, and I'm just going, oh, that's kind of odd. And it turned out it was the postal inspectors there to deliver him a subpoena hmm. to come testify about what he knew about you. And so we had to hire lawyers to get us out of that. But I said... You are a bundle of a bundle of legal liability, my friend. <laughs> Being friends with you. <laughs> so, did you manage to beat the uh, subpoena? Uh, yes, my attorney, um, my attorney, and his attorney. We uh, sat, all sat down. I said I didn't know anything, and they said okay. And I said there goes five thousand dollars. And uh, the attorney representing James, they lost interest in him once he hired an attorney. So there's like you know, lawyers are expensive, but if they do their jobs right, they really you know save you a lot of heartache and that's long the hope uh, let's go to your phone yeah. calls and thoughts here we got olivia on the line in arizona you're on free talk live go ahead hey i called about truth smacks but real quick i hadn't heard that they got rid of the miranda reading your miranda rights to you this is the only place i've heard that that's really shocking to me yeah um, it's been mentioned here and there in the news obviously it hasn't gotten the, the same level of press as the uh, the roe versus wade or the, the gun uh permit decisions that the supreme court has made uh, but what about uh, truth smacks so i um i tried to order online and the shipping calculator wouldn't work so i ended up emailing the lady who runs it her name i believe is suzanne yeah and <clears throat> she was so nice um i ended up trying both the peppermint and the original and i told her i didn't want like ice packs or anything like that like i was good with it coming how it came mm. and so the chocolate had melted on the uh, on the seeds and the nuts Ooh. and it made these like turtle like clusters <laughs> oh my gosh it was so good you guys weren't kidding like i was like mm, they're really hyping this up is it that good and i have to say the peppermint is also my favorite oh wow and one other thing um she also sells this really cute children's book called uh the earth is round and flat and it's about this grandmother with this magic cane who flies her granddaughter around the planet to prove the flat earth theory (laughs) i'm not sure i'm convinced but it's adorable so it's definitely a conversation starter um but she was so nice just the best customer service well, that's I've good to had. that's good to know. Um, uh, yeah, it's certainly we're we're going to have our issues when when it comes to uh, flat flat Earth. But uh, like I said to uh, somebody who who brought that up on our social media, 
Uh, I said, I don't have to agree with all of my advertisers 100% to you know, promote a good product. And uh, Truth Smacks is a, it's a great product. Uh, if you like trail mix, it's yeah. the best one I've had. But, but I'll tell you this. If you go to different parts of the world and you look up in the sky, you see completely different stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. On a flat earth, when you looked up, we would all be looking in the same direction, mm-hmm. okay? So at a certain distance, we would all see the same stars, okay? Indeed. On the, the only way we can look out and see a completely different set of stars is for the, the Earth to be globular. One of many solid arguments. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to go off in the, in that direction, but I do want to point out. Um, we spoke with Suzanne. She was at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and she's been. Um, I guess she's made a big decision in her life, and that is that she is going to possibly move to. I guess uh, I think it was South Korea. So she's actually looking to Good sell. God. Yeah, she's looking to sell the uh, the Truth Smacks business. So anybody that's interested in buying a, an existing, you know, whether you want to call it successful or not, it's new, uh, new business, then she is putting that up for sale. She's also doing a farewell discount. So for anybody that wants to buy Truth Smacks, you can get a 15% off by using code FAREWELL15 at checkout. And she says she's going to throw in a 3.5-ounce bag for every 10-ounce bag that people order here. So just to get rid of the remaining inventory she has as she winds down things at, uh, at True Smacks, which is it's a shame, but, you know. Yeah, not, it's too bad she's winding down. Yeah. Not everything lasts. Nothing lasts forever out there. And uh, maybe somebody wants to pick up the business from her. They can reach out directly out to her. Olivia, thanks. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Um, the one interesting thing that I took from the Flat Earth Theory is it seems to kind of be an emotional uh kind of an emotional response because i talked to her about it and i i had an open mind you know usually i kind of always laugh these people off but i think for her it was more like um you know we are the center of the universe and like we're very significant in the stars and me personally i like the star trek approach where there's a billion worlds out there with these crazy 1960s aliens hanging out um It was just kind of touching to to connect with somebody, and I just feel like that's such uh you know in this age of corporate corporations and right. and you know it, it was just really meaningful to me. Yeah, so. it, it's cool to you know have a business owner that you can actually get in touch with. Uh, she does it all right, like she's doing the the making it, the bagging, uh, the sealing all herself uh, in a commercial kitchen down there in in Florida where she lives at the moment. Thank you, Olivia, for the call tonight. I do appreciate it, and you know that that kind of personal touch. Uh, it goes a long way for for a lot of folks, and of course, for those that don't know, Truth Smacks is a it's an amazing trail mix brand that has uh, there's different varieties, but the most important aspect for our purposes is the bags actually have a bunch of really cool truth related quotes, uh, some really inspiring pro freedom messages uh, are on this product packaging. So it's a pretty cool business that uh, that she's put together, and like I said, she's she's looking to sell it. So check out uh, truthsmacks.com. And if you want to buy some of the last remaining uh, inventory, code FAREWELL15 will get you that 15% off. All right, so the number here is 603-283-6160. Nobody, you, uh, I don't know if you heard we were talking about the gold back and the fact that uh, mainstream media had written a story. There's a Reuters piece that came out back a couple, I don't know, several weeks ago at this point. 
And since we were talking about inflation tonight and Goldback had a huge presence at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I don't know if you did you have a chance to stop by their booth and and see what they were doing? Um, I, I saw their booth. I didn't stop by, actually. They were giving away Goldbacks to everyone who entered the park. So even, really? Yeah, even people who just got the day pass, so people that were just showing up for one day and leaving, they would hand a free Goldback coupon at the front desk of Rogers Campground, and then whoever received that coupon could just go to the Goldback booth and get themselves a free 2022 Goldback, which was pretty awesome. I wish I'd known about that. Yeah. I, could always, I can always use another Goldback. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about some of these alternatives like the Goldback. Uh, there's another company out there called Glint Pay. Jason Cousins is the CEO of that company. And they say that apparently about half of their 105,000 customers are based in the United States, and their registered users have increased by 500% in the first quarter as compared to the fourth quarter. He says, quote, the money we're using in less than one person's lifetime has lost most of its purchasing power, and that's what's driving everything. You start thinking about, well, why is money depreciating? Why Mm -hmm. is it outside of my control? I love the way Ron Paul illustrates gas prices with silver dimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can trade if if you pay in actual silver dimes, the gas price is about the same as what it was thirty years ago. We got more coming up here. If you want to jump in uh, to the conversation, you're welcome to join us. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Hour three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. third hour here. Uh, the phones are open and you can join us. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We haven't talked about the latest shooting. There was one that happened today in, uh, I guess, a suburb of Chicago. But that one is definitely in the news. We can discuss that with you tonight. It's Ian. Nobody. And TJ the Spy. Uh, There's a little bit more to this Reuters piece where they're talking about um, gold as an alternative to the U.S. dollar. They mention specifically the gold back, which many of the hosts on this show are big fans of. It uh, had a major presence at the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. It was one of the top two sponsors. There were only... Two at that uh, that tier of sponsorship, and it was our friend Mark Warden, the Porcupine real estate agent, and the good folks from uh, from Utah. Uh, they brought all the you know came all the way out from Utah to set up a a major tent at uh, Porkfest this year. And one of the things I did was when when I was there for a short period of time, I was only there for one day, um, you know, like an eight hour day basically. And I uh, went around, I talked to a couple of the merchants, the vendors at uh, Porkfest, a couple that I knew, like Zephin, who's one of the activists that moved. A couple years ago, he was doing a, I think he called it the ATF booth, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms or something mm-hmm. like that. And as a convenience store. Yeah, as which a convenience is what store. that organization always should have been. Yeah, so he, he, and I asked him, I said, well, what, you know, how have your sales been as far as what portion, ha, you know, people have been buying with gold backs as compared to cryptocurrency, as compared to the US dollar? And he said it was about a third each. So a good chunk of his business was coming from goldbacks. He showed me a huge stack of goldbacks people had bought with. And nice. so yeah, I'm really I'm really happy to see that kind of stuff going on. I really think that that the one thing that should be added to that cuz one of the few things that's 
inconvenient with uh, with goldbacks is the denomination, because mm. even one goldback is like four dollars. Yeah, it would true. be great if there was a goldback based token mm-hmm. um, that you could make change in. Yeah. Um, so basically, oh, okay, I owe you, uh, you know, a, a quarter of a gold back back. I'll send you a quarter of a token, and then you could take your uh, one once you had in your wallet. If you have a, a full gold back, you could trade it for for an actual physical uh, gold back. I'd really like to see one uh, see something like that develop over time. I think a lot of people would appreciate that instead of sort of this traditional method of giving somebody change in dollars or change in in dollar coins or whatever because mm-hmm. that's you know who wants that stuff yeah well the math is awkward is mm-hmm. the thing it's nice to have a uh it, it it would be nice to to be on the same scale when you're giving mm-hmm. giving change is not uh, a little bit more here from the story i wanted to share so they talk about They've they've talked about these alternatives. They talked about the gold back. They talked about something else called glint pay, which is like a debit card where you're paying uh, from a gold balance. Sort of mm-hmm. like there's crypto back debit cards where you can pay out of a Bitcoin balance. So now there's one of those for gold. And they say here uh, in the Reuters piece, in some ways, the interest in gold currencies overlaps with the cryptocurrency movement, which is popular in at least in part due to a desire for decentralized financial systems. People are seeking more privacy as cash becomes less common and proposed central bank digital currencies risk giving some institutions more control over people's finances than ever before. Yeah, well, the Canadian truckers were great illustration of of that oh the government doesn't like what what you're spending your money on the government can just take it yeah absolutely yeah. that you're right it was one of the most important lessons uh to come out of that entire canadian trucker three week four week long uh episode was when they tried <laughs> to crack down and and for the most part unsuccessfully uh crack down on the on truckers the, well they also tried to the hong kong hodlers uh they sent like three hundred thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and Trudeau was furious, but there were people going around with like eight thousand uh, dollar. They put the private keys for eight thousand bucks of Bitcoin in an envelope, and they mm-hmm. just started passing them out to truckers because they were having their bank account shut down. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was what the the real takeaway was: was that if you've got value in a bank account, it's as good as the government's. They can just come right into the bank, tell the bank to mm-hmm. hand it over, and they hand it over every single time. But as far as stopping cryptocurrency use, it, they they might be able to see the Bitcoin on the blockchain, but they sure as hell can't see the Monero, which is the one of the world's top privacy mm-hmm. coins. And at some point, people started handing out Monero uh, to some of those truck drivers up in uh, Canada, and that's complete, almost completely untouchable. Yes. Yeah. Well, now, what they can do, though, which is important to note, is seize whatever you've got on an exchange. Correct. Because once you're on a, in a regulated business, they own you. Yeah, and it was, I don't know if it was at that time, but I think it, maybe it was, the there were the exchange operators, the, the biggies in the United States. So there's Coinbase and Kraken. Uh, these are two of the largest exchanges domestically. They were actually posting publicly statements like, we cannot protect you. If you have crypto on our exchange, pull it off of the exchange because we cannot keep it safe. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, you know, to their credit, 
as bad as they might be in in a lot of different ways, uh, the Kraken Exchange seems to be run by a pretty principled libertarian guy. Yeah. He's been making uh, headlines recently for, and that's just uh, the reality of being in that kind of business. Yep, because they have to. if they want to take your money, and the exchange says no, they'll just take the exchange. Sure, they'll, um, they'll destroy their their lives like yeah. they're trying to do with us. Yeah, um, you know they. Uh, the the with the government if you're not with us you're against us uh exact figures on how common gold is used as tender are not available as transactions are private joe cavatoni regional ceo usa at the world gold council said gold is more popular as an investment because it performs well during times of uncertainty though state governments are also removing some barriers to its use as a currency. So, for instance, Utah recognized gold and silver as legal tender back in 2011, and Oklahoma and Arizona have followed. Other states are increasingly lifting tax restrictions when it comes to uh, to gold, which is interesting. Yeah, that and that would that would be a really important thing because you really shouldn't be paying taxes on converting your money from one form to another. Yeah, good point. Uh, Utah, let's see, or J.P. Cortez, policy director of the Sound Money Defense League, said that 41 states have wholly or partially exempted gold and silver from sales tax, with another five considering legislation to do the same. Of course, we don't have that problem here in New Hampshire. Unless you're going to eat it hot. We don't have a sales tax. (laughs) They did that in Game of Thrones. (laughs) It didn't look good. The group is also working with legislators to remove capital gains taxes. And that goes back to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. If if you're trying to sell the gold that you have acquired, some governments want to take a piece of that. Arizona has eliminated state capital gains tax on precious metals, though most states continue to levy this, and the taxes are also payable at a federal level. Now, I know New Hampshire doesn't have a sales tax does New Hampshire have a capital gains tax? I wouldn't think that it does, right? Because I, I can never keep track of how many taxes I'm evading. Because there's, no, <laughs> there's, there's no income tax in the state of New Hampshire, and usually capital gains kind of gets roped in with all that, right? Yeah, I mean, capital gains is, is just income tax at a, at a lower rate because they yeah. want, to, uh, want to encourage people to... Uh, to invest but that also milton friedman pointed out that that's actually had some huge impacts on business which is if if a business pays out a uh um a dividend mm-hmm. then it's to an ta- investor you mean? uh to an investor mm-hmm. then it's taxed at the rate of regular income hmm. if the investor sells stock then it's taxed at the much lower capital, capital gains. gains rate. And as a result of that, businesses have an incentive to retain uh to retain money and once they and and instead of paying out dividends to acquire more businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that's driven the uh development of conglomerates. Um mm. And uh, there's there's some awkward things about that economic. There's uh, more to come here. You can join us. That's the story basically from Reuters. I'll post the, the link over on our social media platform, which you can join at social.freetalklive.com and, uh, and have a lot more freedom to express yourself. It is not some sort of mega corporate big tech platform. We run the thing. It's on our server, social.freetalklive.com. We can talk about this alleged shooter today. Who uh, well, I've been digging up a little bit of info on him, and you can share your thoughts as well. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live.
It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Bring up whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. Got another young male alleged shooter that has uh, apparently, I believe he's been captured at this point. They ought to ban young males. (laughs) (laughs) Young males do tend to be the people who commit the most uh, violent crimes, but they're probably not going anywhere. Maybe we need to have a government program to increase violence in young women. That way we can equal the, the violence gap. Yeah, because it's really evidence of the misogyny of this society that females are not equally represented in the same proportion of their uh, of their numbers in mass Among shooters. shooters. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly the mass shooting uh, business has a misogyny problem. So there was a video <laughs> that uh, came out earlier today of. A parade, you know, variety Independence Day parades going on around the country. This one in Highland Park, Illinois, and some shots apparently were captured in the video. It wasn't actual footage of the shooting itself, but somebody, you know, you could hear uh, ostensibly that in the video. And that's what kind of sparked uh, online interest in this. And now they've taken somebody named Robert Bobby Cremo, Bobby or uh, Robert E. Cremo, a 22-year-old, has been taken into custody, and now, of course, uh, the internet is doing its investigating of this individual. Some people are saying that he is a right winger. Other people are saying no, he's actually a liberal. In fact, there is there was an image I saw, and I I d- I should have kept it on my computer, but. Uh, one of Cremo's own posts, he claims to have been a uh, victim of MK Ultra. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Do you know yes, what that is? I do because yeah. I worked in the intelligence community. So Can you pre- define it for our listeners. Uh, MK Ultra is, was a real intelligence program, but it um, uh, investigated things uh, like mind control and use of LSD to control the mind and. Uh, uh, a lot of non-consenting subjects, harp towers and radio waves and ESP. Mm. There was a whole bunch of stuff. Let me. They did a lot of weird things. They did things like scoop people up off off the streets, um, hire prostitutes to pick them up, um, and then dose them with like LSD yep. against mm-hmm. their. To see how much the and Johns would LSD say. LSD is generally a good a good thing. I think I like LSD, but, but I wouldn't want to get it without without my consent and without right. my knowledge. That yeah. would be terrifying. Well, and you want to do it. Uh, you want to do a psychedelic in a, a comfortable place with people you care about, not a bunch of uh, CIA agents in a dark, dank dungeon or whatever. I don't want to do anything with CIA yeah. agents. I make okay. an exception for TJ. I'm- <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm thinking uh, September 30th of this year, it would mark my 20th uh, year at the agency if I would have stayed, and I'd be getting ready for retirement. when you were with the NSA? Yeah, when I was with yeah. the NSA, and I would be uh, marking, you know, like, wow, I'd be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year as a senior executive or a senior engineer, and uh, I, I kind of, I joke half-heartedly, but like what Edward Snowden did, he was pulling in. Uh, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year, and he was stationed in Hawaii. And I said, if you stationed me in Hawaii and gave me a couple hundred grand a year, I'd live with James and let them <laughs> let them poop all over the Constitution. Oh my! <laughs> well, it's good I can to know be, you can be bought. Uh, you can be bought. You know, it's good, and it's good. It's good for you guys that the FBI. You know, if they were to come by and say, "We'll give you fifty thousand dollars to throw Ian under the bus." 
I'd say make it a hundred, and I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nah, I'm. I am only. I am teasing. Well, if that ever happens, we'll be sure to play that little part of testimony. You just <laughs> yes. <gave>. Um, <laughs> Uh, according to a report over at Fox News, the individual here they're claiming may have been the shooter in Highland Park today. Again, uh, 22-year-old Robert E. Cremo III. Uh, he weighs all of 120 pounds, had neck-length brown hair, tattoos, including four tally marks with a line through them on his right cheek. Really? Yeah. Is that like kind of like a teardrop, basically? I, I don't know. The teardrop thing used to indicate that you killed, had killed somebody. somebody. Yeah. And the thing is, it sounds like this wasn't... Uh, I mean, they they have these shootings in, in Chicago all the time because mm-hmm. Chicago has huge gun control, so most people are helpless. Right. Um, but usually they don't make a big deal out of it because it's it's a liberal city... And so it's not like when it happens in Texas and it's news. Um, and so it's interesting that this one gets caught on video and all of a sudden it's a big deal that people are getting shot in Chicago when people are always getting shot in Chicago. That's true, but is it five or six all at once? Apparently, there's at least six dead from this shooting. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's a, a drive-by shooting, a lot of those end up classified um, as mass shootings. And a mm-hmm. lot of the things that they call mass shootings, when they come up with their, oh, there is this crazy number of mass shootings um, in in the United States, the way you get from school shootings to mass shootings and suddenly have a, a huge number is you include drive-bys by gangbangers yeah. who will just spray bullets all over the place and they might hit four people, but it's just doing business for them. They do it all the time and it doesn't make news normally, but it gets counted in the statistics because technically a mass shooting is just any event involving a gun where more than four people are shot. Cremo apparently is known as Awake the Rapper, and he... Ah, that guy's got to be a conservative. Well, <laughs> that's, one of the, that's one of the debates about him right now, I think, is what is his actual, what are his uh, actual viewpoints. Uh, according to the story here, his dad is a local you know, mover and shaker in Highland Park. He owns a deli. Bob's Pantry in Delhi, and according uh, to a Facebook account, the father ran for Highland Park mayor as recently as 2020. Cremo has been uploading music to his uh, internet accounts as early as age 11. He's now 22, but first gained traction with his 2016 track, By the Pond. His estimated net worth is 100000 and I guess that's according to his own uh, reporting. The rapper released a cryptic track called Are You Awake?, in October of 2021, the track appears to suggest that Cremo was planning a life-defining act beyond his ability to stop. The video includes drawings of a man aiming a rifle at another person, also an image of a newspaper clipping about Lee Harvey Oswald, and another image of a victim with blood spraying from the body. Well, and and he claims, I can't remember if, we, if we've said on the air or only off the air, that he's been talking about MK Ultra. There was an image I saw, and I don't know where it came from, that ostensibly was one of his pictures from social media or something where mm-hmm. he claims that he is a victim of MK Ultra. Well, another person who, according to... Uh, uh, to one of the guests on the Joe Rogan podcast who's studied MK Ultra extensively, uh, 
who was supposedly an MK Ultra victim, is Charles Manson. Mm. Um, and one of the MK Ultra psychiatrists was actually involved in a Charles Manson case and was assigned to be his court-ordered psychiatrist while he was on trial. Wow. We got more coming up here. If you want to weigh in on this alleged shooter today in Highland Park, Illinois, you can join us here at 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Looking at the case of a man named Robert Cremo, C-R-I-M-O. Somebody else pointed out, the dude's name means crime. (laughs) 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 Apparently. Uh, and this is his family name. That's those, it's not his rap name. He does have a, Well, his father's a mayor, so apparently crime is a family business. Good point. His, his dad ran for mayor. I don't think he actually oh, okay. su- succeeded. His dad owns a uh, deli, apparently, in, in okay. Highland Park. Uh, but they're saying that this may have been the, uh, the shooter today. Uh, there's apparently several people that were shot to death uh, in this alleged uh, situation in Highland Park, and that's what we're looking at right now. Of course, the mainstream media is saying, well, this person is a right-winger, and there's evidence of him uh, apparently attending a Trump rally. That doesn't mean he supported Trump, right? Like, there's a lot of people that attended Trump rallies to counter-protest or to protest mm-hmm. uh, Trump. But they also found another image of him wearing a Trump flag, I guess, in his uh, in his home. However, I did find the image uh, in question that I mentioned a few moments ago, where uh, ostensibly it is an uh, like it looks like a screen capture from I'm guessing an Instagram account. Now I suspect Instagram's already taken this account down, so it's, of course very mm-hmm. difficult to verify these things. Well, you don't want people to have accurate information about what's going on. Right, or that to be able to do be... their own research. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's disappointing is that just you don't even have to be a mass shooter. Just being accused of being a mass shooter, you get memory hold from the Internet. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, Robert underscore Cremo underscore uh, three, because he's the third Robert Cremo. Uh, it says here, quote, yes, I'm a product of MK Ultra, and I am a liberal. This is a statement he attached to one of his own photographs uh, of himself here. So what are his actual beliefs? Who knows? Was he actually, you know, an MK Ultra victim? Uh, it's a, a great question, but uh, we're still learning about him. He has been taken into custody, by the way. But the thing we do know is that... Gun control is still working for Chicago just as well as it ever has. Yeah, meaning that they just gave this guy a shooting gallery of unarmed people yep. that yeah. he could just blast away that's, at. That's what I always said. Like, you know, anytime I see it says no guns allowed, I'm like, oh, this is a perfect killing place to this kill people. This is a people. dangerous place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I felt very safe at Porkfest because everyone was toting and. I said, well, you'd be kind of crazy to come try to do a mass shooting here because you, you wouldn't yeah. get very far. You'll never have a mass shooting at a gun show. Mm-mm. Just doesn't happen. You could have an attempted shooting at a gun yeah. show, and that's about as and far as And then you'd have a get. shooter that looked like Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- d- the story here from Heavy.com, the five, fa- five fast facts you need to know about Robert Cremo III. He's an aspiring rapper. With deep Highland Park family ties, who's been accused of being the mass shooter at the 4th of July parade today. He's been arrested. 
And according to the story here, they say he goes by the name Bobby Cremo and a disturbing and voluminous social media trail emerged for the shooter that shows weaponry and an obsession with mass shootings. In 2019, he shared a random video of Donald Trump's motorcade. Cremo, whose music was recorded under the name Awake the Rapper, was also photographed at a Trump rally. Another picture shows him with a Trump flag around his shoulders. He was believed to be driving a silver Honda, blah, blah, blah. According to this story, his family has long ties to Highland Park. His dad ran for mayor, as we talked about. He's a a pantry and deli owner there in town. Uh, Cremo is also, let's see here, disturbing YouTube videos have emerged in which Cremo refers to himself as a sleepwalker walking blindly into the night. Hmm. The account, of course, has been deleted on YouTube, but he says, quote, like a sleepwalker, I know what I have to do. I know what's in it, not only for me, but for everyone else. There is no past or future, just the now. It's more abstract than I can ever imagine. I can feel the atmosphere pulling me in. It's unstoppable. I need to leave now. I need to just do it. It is my destiny. Everything has led up to this. Nothing Uh. can stop me, even myself. Sounds like the rantings of a crazy person to me. Uh, yep. And the sad thing is, we can't even look and confirm what nope. was or was not on his YouTube or on his Instagram, basically. Once they've memory hold you, you know, they can say whatever they want about what was there before it was taken down, and you don't you know, don't know if for it's sure. true or not. Nobody was watching before he became notorious. Well, apparently he did have some level of followers prior to today because he was mm. a rapper. Yeah, I guess that's true in this case. He was somewhat public. And and you do have to give some of the internet people credit. Like they are pretty quick. With once the name comes out, going and finding him, like the guys uh, at 4chan, for instance, like these guys, this mm-hmm. is what they do, right? They weaponized autism. Yeah, they go in. <laughs> they've got the. They've already got the YouTube downloader software, right? So they just punch in, you know, the dude's username, and then it just zips down whatever uh, files that they can grab from his YouTube channel before YouTube shuts it down. Now, if it's a channel with a ton of videos, they're probably not going to get through them all. So it will, you know, the the Mm -hmm. YouTube crackdown will still have an effect, but they will get some of them. And they apparently did get some of them. So there are already some of the uh, rap videos from this person have been saved to other places. Mm -hmm. You can download um, MP4s of them at this point on various different 4chan threads. So I'm surprised you haven't been memory hold Ian because I'm still you're alive so it's harder to uh you know to do that I, I still have a uh, you know a radio show that they certainly tried to shut our studio down by you know smashing a bear cat into nobody's front door and smashing the windows out and uh, you know <laughs> they would have done it yeah wires. I know it's it's uh it's really interesting because I said I saw the video of the second raid mm-hmm. and it's almost bringing like deja vu back because it brings back the first raid and I've watched the first raid many many times Hmm. And I just said well, they were much kinder the first time around. Oh, of course. Yeah. And no doubt that's because I was nude and my nudity was just disarming to them. Right. Well, hmm. they didn't smash any windows in here uh, the first time around. They didn't roll a bear cat up yeah. and uh, do all the things that they did. The Definitely. The I, you know, why do they just why can't they come at 10 a.m. and say, Ian, you're under arrest. Turn around. They can, nope. They got his 6 a.m. They got to boo flashbangs and break stuff. Well, the reason is the same way 
uh, the same reason that they use those tactics against any other enemy like uh, like Iraq is shock and awe. Mm-hmm. You have sure. to remember the government is based on terrorism. They are based on keeping you so terrified that you never even think of fighting back. And that's the uh, that's how they do it. Shock and awe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's harder to memory hole a group of people, right? Like, right. I'm just mm-hmm. one host of this nationally syndicated radio show. If I get disappeared tomorrow, that doesn't shut down what we have going on here. So that's part of the reason why they targeted six people in the in the Crypto 6 case. But even that wasn't enough. They still weren't able to keep us off the air. Uh, we were still on that that very same night. So I think that... You know, they could have burned the place down, and that would have done some some pretty serious damage. Um, we, we have to start making contingency plans and just say, okay, now when the next have. federal agency yeah. raids, we have our mobile we have our mobile uh, broadcast trailer pull up in a semi, and yeah, that's already uh, in pro- in progress, basically. So. Yeah, um, they uh, you, you got to remember the the retirement plan for an activist is a bullet in the brain pan. Just mm. ask uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that's not what I, I'm looking forward to or anything like that, but, uh, but but I did understand that danger was involved in activism, and that's something I came to terms with a long time ago. I mean, we yeah. all understand that. If you don't understand that, then you you just don't know who you're dealing with. I mean, you're dealing with a, a group of psychopaths who mm-hmm. will stop at nothing to put your movement down. Yeah. And, and it amazes me when people say, like, oh, there's no way that elections in the United States are rigged. Well, knowing that the CIA rigs elections all over the world. And it's like, mm. what's going to stop them from doing that here? Nothing. Morals? Nothing. They run the system. Yeah. What's going to stop the U.S. government from making war on Americans just like they make war on anybody else they feel like? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Certainly not their moral character. Who believes that these people actually have morals? Is that person in our audience tonight? If so, call in at 603-283-6160. If you want to comment on the latest alleged mass shooter, you're welcome to weigh in here. It's Free Talk Live. Uh, sound from one of the videos in Highland Park today. Uh, allegedly, the shooter was on a rooftop during a parade. It's a fairly short clip, about 26 seconds. It sounds like he empties maybe a 30-round uh, magazine and uh, replaces another one and then just continues to fire at, at people. In this parade, uh, claiming on a Instagram post allegedly that he is a victim of MK Ultra and a liberal, but also apparently attending a Trump rally with a Trump flag. There's another image of him waving a thin blue line flag, apparently at <laughs> at some point. So who knows uh, what his beliefs are? According, the police flag is black and blue, just like forty percent of their wives. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, according to something else I read here, there is allegedly a manifesto, uh, apparently like a 60-page or, I'm uh, sorry, a 20-something-page manifesto, but it's all in <laughs> it's all a man. It's all a manifesto, yeah. I, I'm just thinking schizophrenia, because people mm-hmm. like this, I mean... they There's t- no sense to be made of this, is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. You know, they typically don't have, uh, I mean... It's hard to, like, just, like, listening to him speak, I'm, like, going, this sounds awful, like, it's... 
like I'm th- who was the guy who shot Gabby Giffords? He had schizophrenia too, and he said something like, "If words have no meaning, what is the purpose of the world?" And it was just mm-hmm. kind of like a bunch of gibberish mm-hmm. words put together. In the studio tonight, by the way, it's Ian, nobody, and TJ the spy. According to the story here at Heavy dot com, he did have a manifesto. It's twenty eight pages long. It's according to one man who claims to have seen it. Uh, and again, this is one of those things where you'll have to f- dig around because the uh, the mainstream media never actually links to these things. You have to go to 4chan and look and yeah. see if somebody's posted it. Uh, but it is composed entirely of an undeciphered sequence of numbers. There's a coinciding video to Arcturus on YouTube, which is composed of footage from the music videos of, I guess these are, I don't know if these are his videos or somebody else's. Of On My Mind, Out of This World, and Toy Soldier. The numbers 23, 47, and 115 seem to be of significance in decoding this. However, so far it remains an unsolved mystery. Now, this is unusual. Oh. Normally, you get uh, just a rambling page manifesto. after page about what the government's doing to them or what they're, you know, there's some crazy conspiracy theory that they're mind controlled by harp towers. Yeah, and- I don't think I've ever, I've never, I don't think we've seen a shooter like this with a encoded. 28 page manifesto so there's some sort of uh you know decryption basically that yeah. we don't have to be i done mean i'm kind this. of thinking of the zodiac killer but that mm-hmm. was uh you know he didn't want to be caught this guy you know wrote a manifesto yeah, which indicates he's probably more suicidal than anything let's go to your calls here we got david on the line in new mexico david you're on free talk live yeah mk ultra you're talking about that in the context that you have been that you're familiar with let me give you some information you can Digest it however you want. Um, 1963, a first cousin of my mother, which would be whatever that is to me, um, uh, was a Marine artillery stationed in Alaska, and no criminal record whatsoever, no behavioral problems whatsoever. Did drink alcohol, though, was at a, a corporate store. I don't remember if it was a Chili's or it was one of those types um, uh, in Anchorage, and um, had had a number of beers and 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 did there was some sort of a disagreement at that at that store at that restaurant, uh, and I don't I don't know the exact nature I, I just have very limited information, uh, but no previous uh, you know history of bad behavior other than that what I just noted just now mm-hmm. uh, left uh, left that bar, uh, went home, put on his military dress blues, grabbed his military issued rifle and killed a couple people. Wow. Um, and uh, like I said, no history. And he uh, and he spent 28 years in prison for it and died a few years ago. Hmm. And he suspects uh, that somebody put some. He left his beer unattended on multiple occasions to go use the restroom at the restaurant. And he suspects that somebody put something in his beer while he was uh, in the restroom. And you know what might be LSD. And so that then and the only question. Uh, uh, which sounds plausible to me, knowing the knowing the person. I knew him all my life until he passed away. Um, and uh, uh, the question is, was he a victim of an M- MK Ultra uh, uh, poisoning, or was uh, somebody playing a prank? I mean, this was 1963, so some hippie may have, for fun, or some uh, Marine buddy, for fun, might have dropped some LSD in his beer. Uh, so, but you know, we'll never know. 
but uh, well, I'll say this: uh, you know, nobody. I definitely want you to weigh in as the resident psychonaut here. Mm. Um, but as far as LSD is concerned, psychedelics like that don't tend to result in violence amongst their users. They tend to result in the opposite. They tend to result in, you know, more peaceful behavior and the feeling of oneness with uh, their fellow man. Yeah, it's... uh and and it's it's hard to say what the effect would be if you didn't know mm-hmm. you'd taken that, that it. My, but that was still, my next was, that was my next comment. Is he, he had no idea he wasn't voluntarily going on some trip. He had no idea that he was ingesting this. If that's what happened, yeah. And you know, if somebody slips something in his drink, there's no reason to believe that that thing was LSD. Mm-hmm. It could be any right. random chemical agent. The thing that I've noticed about, or one of the things that I've noticed about these school shooters, is they're almost always on some kind of psychotropic drug. Mm-hmm. SSRIs. Uh, yeah, sometimes SSRIs, anti antidepressants. Um, so there's there's no telling. I mean, a one in a million drug reaction will happen 300 times if you feed that drug to the entire U.S. population. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this theory, TJ, the potential drugging? You know, I that was the thing is I've been on acid and, and 345-trimethoxyphenethylamine, which is mescaline, and... Um, you know, I didn't feel any anger. I felt more curiosity and inquisitiveness than anything. And it was just like, wow, this is I can see why this drug is so powerful. Uh, and why isn't it legalized? Because I think it would help a lot of people, especially with certain mm-hmm. psychiatric disorders. Well, Johns Hopkins will back you up on that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just said this medicine. I don't know what psychiatric disease it treats, but it has to be a mm-hmm. medicine of some kind. And I another go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just pontificating, like, why is it illegal? And uh, Ian thinks it's because the government doesn't want people to get along with each other. They actually want people to be mistrusting and... Well, yeah, that's why they, the uh, alcohol is completely legal, which, of course, is more likely to send people off on an insane, uh, violent tear and causes all kinds of destruction in people's lives. And that's definitely more of the interest of the government to have people addicted to something deleterious like that as opposed to something that can help bring them together like mdma or uh mushrooms or something like that yeah well if if we're if we were all sane we wouldn't have a government Mm, great point (laughs) yeah a couple more a couple more quick clues in this is one he was drinking at a commercial establishment meaning that he was being served of course it was 1963 and i believe that he had probably over a period of like three hours had had about 12 beers so he was drinking and oh, drinking God. twelve beers, but it was, but it was over a period of three hours, which mm-hmm. means that you have you have maybe uh, like four ounces in your system at any given time, and and he had a happily married life. He was in his I don't know mid twenties, late twenties, something like that. And another clue was that it, it took five cops to hold him down physically. To mm. five, one guy, and he's and he's just an average sized guy, and it took five cops to hold him down. Well, a strength reaction like that would make me think if it, if it was any well-known, uh, well-known uh, uh, I'm drug, thinking maybe PCP. Pencyclidine, angel dust. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly the same one. It's, that was uh, prior to ketamine. They used pencyclidine for anesthesia, 
And it's called angel dust for a reason. It causes you to have amnesia. And some people, though, about 10% have an adverse violent reaction to it. They get very agitated and become very angry on it. So it's not yeah. everybody, but it's a, that's why they had to stop giving it. And they start giving ketamine now if they want to intubate you in the ER. Yeah, PCP, uh, PCP is one of, the, one of the drugs that I won't go near. Um, I don't have any interest in that stuff. Thank you, David, for the call here tonight. I'm sure we'll be learning more about the alleged shooter in Highland Park as time goes on. Of course, the Internet sleuths are busy doing all the digging uh, they can possibly do. It's a very, very uh, insane uh, case and, of course, will not be the last one. And best thing you can do to protect yourself is be able to carry a gun and be in a place where other people and wear are a bulletproof vest. Where, where other people are able to carry guns, because, like you say, this doesn't happen in places like New Hampshire, where a good chunk of if there are thousands of people in the streets watching a parade here in New Hampshire, I don't know what percentage of them has have guns, but it's a good amount of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, and that makes a big difference when it comes to some lunatic trying to shoot somebody. Out of time tonight. We'll see you tomorrow online. In the meantime, you can join us. We're at freetalklive.com. Peace out.